I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. A sincere welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. And I'm happy that you guys are spending some time with me, whether you're on your way to work or you're taking a study break or you're just banging it out on the treadmill or you're walking your dog, or you're actually at work, or you're taking, you're driving to see your girlfriend like my man Dave does in uh, Halifax. Thank you for spending some time. A little update on the Twitter account. It is now at Cabby, that's C-A-B-B-I-E. On Instagram and Vine, it is still at The Real Cabby, and you can see some cool vines and a bunch of delicious food pics. That's my game. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that friend who just... Post pictures of pizza and, and you know, like uh, sushi and, you know, steak. I'm totally that. I'm, I'm that annoying friend. And I feel no ways about it. You, if you see me in a restaurant, you will see me take, like angling my phone to take these glorious pictures of food just to remind me of how much of an absolute slob that I've become or that I've been my whole life. So that's there for your enjoyment. Now, as far as this podcast goes, what we have for your enjoyment is a talented athlete who lets his guard down. He's a guy that should be guarded because he's been under a bunch of scrutiny, but he's one of my friends. And he said, and last week when we were texting, I was texting him before a game. I was like, hey, do you want to do the podcast next week? He said, sure. And later that game, he went on to score four goals against the Calgary Flames. So today he's unhinged. He's honest. He's open. And he's a great time. And he joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The first time I met this young man was at a BioSteel camp back in 2011. A collection of players were skating and working out for a week under the guidance of Matt Nickel. And Gary Roberts. I rolled in there and bugged the guys about their on-ice and off-ice self-evaluations. He appeared on the podcast in its infancy, which I appreciate. At uh, 23, you are 23, right? My age? Yeah. No, I'm 21. At 21. (laughs) (laughs) He's played in two Stanley Cup finals, 1-1 in 2011. It's my pleasure to have Tyler Sagan back on the podcast. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me. I I need to, uh, like, my research. What what letter grade would you give my research? Uh, Probably a D right now. A D, yeah. Well, that's an improvement, actually, from probably the last time, I think. Uh, Tyler, does anybody call you Tyler the Creator? Uh, I don't think so, no. Do you, do you know who Tyler the Creator is? I don't. Tyler the Creator is this, like, hip-hop kid. He's like the skateboard kid from, uh, from Compton. Or not from Compton, from California. Yeah, okay, that rings a bell now. And he's got a crew of dudes called Odd Future. 
And uh, the reason I ask you about Tyler, the creator, is because, like, he's like a different kind of a dude. And and Tyler, he's sort of, uh, to put it, Frank, he's kind of out there in his rhymes and the kind of stuff that he's into. So with that said, I'd like you to give me three words to describe the last photo you sent to me via text message. Uh, I don't even remember. I sent you a million photos. Uh, well, the last one. It was, uh, was, it, was it appropriate? Uh, no, it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> I mean, it's appropriate between friends. But okay, so- then, then I'll say uh, friendly, wrong, and anti-Twitter. Is that one word? <laughs> Sure, sure. Uh, and for the audience, uh, I'm going to describe the photo. It was a dude, <clears throat> and I don't even know. I don't even know how you got this on you. I hope that someone else sent oh, this photo that to you. Oh, that photo, that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about now. Okay, so it's a dude, and this mm-hmm. dude is flexible, and sure. I feel like this dude had maybe six of his lower ribs removed to be able to be in this position. And who? But who's the person who took the photo? Because it's not exactly a selfie. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if it was a I don't know if it was a time camera, but when you're on the road for so long with all the guys, you have this big group text message, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's bored on the bus after a game or whatnot and sending stuff around, so I just figured I'd send it your way. It seemed like your type of thing. <laughs> so the last thing, okay, so this dude is not wearing clothes and he's in a he's in a curl the position. He's he's on his shoulders and his lower half is bent over like towards him and he his his mouth is his mouth is is on his manhood, I'll say. Um, so, is it like a WhatsApp group or a BBM group that you guys have? Uh, no, just just text messages. Everyone's uh, wealthy on the team and can afford a few text messages through the whole team, I guess. Wait, but how? But how do you form a a text message group? Can you do that? Yeah, I mean, you just get everyone, um, all the numbers in one big group. That's how like the PR sends out stuff where people that like. Organizing, you know, what time practice tomorrow, whatnot. They just do it through a big group chat on text messages, and you know that's when uh, the guys start sending stuff around. And whenever you guys are bored, I guess. Okay, so out of ten, I'd say that ranks. That's like a, a nine and a half out of ten on the vile scale. Are there are there photos that are being circulated amongst this group that are like a ten out of ten as far as vile goes? Um, well, I don't think our friendship is quite formed. Appropriately enough to to get you a ten out of ten photo, but um, there's wow. definitely some out there. Wow, wow, <laughs> you got, yeah, that's disturbing, dude. It, it's kind of funny, but it is disturbing. And I think mm-hmm. I, I think I, I responded with something like, "Wow, that dude's got girth." I think, <laughs> and you're and in the yeah, which also prompted a, a a confused response on your part. You're like, "That's that's what you're gonna talk about is yeah. his girth." Yeah. Um, I guess I should expect it from you, but. <laughs> Uh, you don't know this story, but a couple of years ago, during the MMVAs, I went to a party in Toronto at a place called Maison, and I was rolling with my boy RT, who's a music video director, and and every year he's been recognized for his talent and some music videos. Uh, and, I wasn't there. No, no, you were there. But here, here's yeah. the story. <laughs> uh, so out, I went outside to get like I was a friend was coming, so I was like, oh, I'll come out and get you. While I was outside, there was this beautiful girl waiting for you and your crew outside. I was so I saw the and she's just by herself. I'm like, you know, I see a, a beautiful woman and I go talk to her. I'm like, well, who are you waiting for? She's like, oh, some friends of mine are inside. I'm like, do you want to just come in? She's like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm just waiting for one of my one of my boys. So I don't know that you know that you kind of uh, you assisted a dude. 
just by virtue of you not paying attention to the girl who's outside, that was an assist for me. So I wanted to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm a team player. You are a team player, which I appreciate. Um, so when, okay, so this summer when you were in TO, you were like doing, you, I remember we were messaging and you were doing two-a-days. Like you were skating, you were weight trading, and you were doing uh, Pilates. Uh, yeah. Did you adopt the F the world mantra that like Tupac famously had? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was on that level, but uh, it was definitely a little bit of more of a, I don't know if you want to call it a motivational factor or uh, a spark that really came in my um, I, off ice routine in the summer, especially, and um, you know my training with Matt Nickel, and then just uh, the extra things like bringing in Pilates into my my training program. It just you know helped my uh, my hips and other other areas of my body that I needed to improve on in my core. Was this the first time you were this motivated? I mean, I've always been motivated, but it was just you know I was at a point in my career where you know I know what. My body needs uh, a little bit more. I played, you know, X amount of games in the league, and uh, I know what I need to improve on. So I just, you know, put all those factors into one thing and try to have uh, the best offseason I possibly could. Do you know who the girl is I'm talking about in that story from Maison? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that night I was with, I mean, you know, that was the MMVA, so obviously we met, we met a lot of celebrities and that stuff. So um, we're trying to meet new people. Uh, I was with. Uh, the infamous Michael Delzato, so it could have been one of his friends. Well, I'm not sure, but uh, no, no, no. Yeah. She said, she said you're. She said he was either you or Blacker. I think. Uh, well, I'm. I, well, I'm just. Uh, I'm like the prettiest one of the group. So they <laughs> should not know me well. I just knew, remember my name when we all introduced ourselves. <laughs> You are one of the pretty boys in your league, and your league doesn't celebrate uh, handsome enough. Like, right now there's a, a bunch of dudes on the Movember campaign, and they all look great. Troy Brower has a great mustache. I mean, he doesn't look like a 1981 serial killer or anything like that. Um, are, you, are you participating in Movember? Yeah, I'm participating. My, my uh, mustache isn't the greatest, so I leave a little peach fuzz uh around my chin to kind of make it look like I'm in Movember, but I'm also maybe just using a beard, so it kind of throws people off a little bit. So wait, so you're not going the full way. You're like not completely invested because you're like, oh, I don't know if this looks that good. I don't know if I look creepy enough. I don't yeah, know if... I'm, I, I'm halfway in if it doesn't sound too... Uh... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> have you... <laughs> wait, are you allowed to... Have you put a photo of yourself out there? Like... It's Movember, so it's it's like harmless. It's benign. I know the you know social media is like it's kind of you're on you're on some blurred lines tip right now. It's just kind of it's kind of murky for you. But have yeah, you have you at least given the public that? It, it is a little murky. I mean, the only real public thing I have is Instagram, uh, and then my Facebook for just my friends. But uh, I've been working on trying to do selfies on Instagram now, which I haven't really done before in my uh, career thus far. So maybe my next one will be more. Uh, Focus on my mustache. What's your uh, What's your handle on Instagram? Um, T Sagan nine two, I believe. T Sagan nine two. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go creep, creep away and see it. The I just want to get. I need a mustache pick though, man. I'm about to put. There's a guy here. One of the one of the young uh, engineers. His name is Tyler. Also, I call him the creator, and he's got an unbelievable mustache. Like it's just like yeah. it's it's legit. 1978 Northern California porn star. Like a mer- budding porn star, like he could have been in the movie Boogie Nights. Uh, actually, Jamie Benn, our captain, has got a pretty uh, porn star-looking mustache as well. Oh, does he? 
Does he? Yeah, but yeah. does he have like the hair too? Like the flowing? I haven't seen that dude in a while. Well, he's got like a mohawk. Like he had really long hair, and then he put it into a long mohawk. Mohawk just for this month, and I think he's gonna keep, he's gonna keep it the rest of the year now. <laughs> so it just, it just, it, it just suits the porn star look pretty badly. And then his, he dyed his uh, mustache pretty black, and goes around his lips good. I don't know. It just it looks good. Dude, are you gonna so, do the oh, same? Well, let me, I'll be honest. It looks terrible, but I mean, it, it suits the month. But as as far as mustaches goes, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. So how does how does your league uh, promote the pretty boys better? Like, do you guys need to do a calendar or just like a DVD where you're just working out and just like you're just wearing like Under Armour shorts and then that's it? And you're just yeah, like I don't know. I mean, obviously the guys. Uh, I think every guy would step up and do it, but they also know in the back of their minds that every other guy on their team is gonna make fun of them regardless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, me personally, I got that ESPN Body Magazine shoot. Uh, I think I'm doing it next week, so I'm a little, little insecure about that coming out right now. Oh, are you actually in the in the Body Mag like next year's Body Mag? Well, I got to do the shoot for it next week, um, so I don't know when exactly it comes out, but I'll be in it. Yeah. Oh, that's sick, dude. Are you just kill? Are you just like banging out like 800 crunches a night? Well, I did upper body this morning for the first time, so I'm just getting prepared for it. Dude, you got it. Your your crunches. You got just do crunches, crunches and push ups. Well, they want you to pick a spot in your body that you're most proud of, I guess I think the word was. So I don't know if, I don't know what exactly I'm going to do for that. I haven't you know, quite figured it out, but uh, I'm picking up her body at some point. So, my, legs, my legs are tiny. <laughs> you're like, uh, not Popeye. Yeah, you're like Popeye, got big forearms, big chest, and just like these little pencil. No, not Popeye. Well, it was Brutus. I think Brutus was like. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I got tattoos. So I figured I can at least throw them in there. If I don't look huge, at least I look like I'm artistic. Are you, uh, so it's just really, basically, when you're in the gym, it's just beach muscle. You're just going arms, you're, you're just going chest, bicep, chest and biceps, that's it. That's how you're well, working it's out. Like, it's like, it's like, well, there's no, like, for example, there's not really any workout because you play in a few days. Um, so you warm up, you know, you roll up, blah, 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 and then I do a couple of beach butt exercises just, just to get mildly toned for the Photoshop that comes in next week. You just keep it in the back of your mind. Oh, dude. Like, uh, there's, um... The one I can remember, which like women just went insane for, was when Sheldon Surrey, Ethan Morrow, and Cagliano they did the body issue, and those dudes were ripped. Like those dudes weren't yeah. eating; they're were just eating friggin' kale, broccoli, and hot sauce for like two weeks just to lean out, and then just doing crunches and push-ups. I'm telling you, that's the that's the key, my dude. You know what? When I when I woke up yesterday, we had a day off. We got in from a long road trip. Um, and I looked at my breakfast and what I should eat. I had frosted flakes, and I felt pretty guilty. After <laughs> Great cereal, it. though. Great cereal. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, did you watch that uh, Patriots uh, Carolina game? I, I didn't watch it. I, I, um, did you see the highlights? No, I, I watched probably the first quarter, and then I, that was it. We had an appearance that we had to do, so I didn't get to see it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, your Patriots lost. Yeah, I heard that. Cam Cam Newton had a had a great game. How is your relationship with Gronk? Uh, what do you mean? Like, are you are you guys still text? I mean, you don't obviously see him as much anymore because you're in Dallas and he's in Boston. But do you guys still yeah. shoot texts back and forth and stuff? Uh, I haven't talked to him too much as far as texting wise. When we played in Boston last week, I actually saw him um, the first night we got in. I uh, met up with him and. Couple of the Patriot boys. I talked to them then, but uh, no, I've been texting the other guys, but not so much him. No. Who? Are the, what do you mean? Who are the other guys? Oh, they... uh, Julian, Julian Edelman, Shane Vereen, and Dane Fletcher. Those, those are your dudes, also. Those are like my close dudes. Gronk was kind of a guy I went out with. Uh, you know, I went out with him a few times um, and a few appearances, but other than that, you know, we weren't uh, we weren't like 
close, close like I was with the other three. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought you were closer with Gronk than the other dudes, but I know that you guys enjoyed each other's company and had some had some fun nights out that we're not going to talk about on this podcast. Yeah, well, he was, he's also from Buffalo, right? So in the summer, he comes down to Toronto and picks me up, man. Oh, that's cool. Um, how about Rondo? You have you have a a little bit of a relationship with Rajon Rondo, right? Yeah, well, we uh, we met um, when the first time I think after we won the Stanley Cup with uh, Marsh Marshawn and I when we were doing a little celebrations, uh, a little two week fun we had after we won. We met up with Rondo, and he kind of wanted to tag along for a bit. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, basketball players are kind of different than hockey players. What does that mean? Well, I mean, like. I don't know how to explain it. Just like, you know, like with that baseball players and uh, football players, I don't know. It just relates more to hockey somehow. And, you know, we just get along more. And I, I got along fine with Rondo. It's just it's just different. I, don't, I just I don't really know what that means, though. Like, are, are basketball, are they more reserved? Are they more, like, are they more talkative? Are they more ex like? Are they more uh, extravagant in their partying? Or like, hey, look at me! Like, what what is that? What does that mean? More, more, more of a, I guess a hey, look at me kind of thing. More of a, you know, obviously they're a little bit taller than us, minus Rondo, but maybe more of a, they're just think they're bigger than us. I don't know in the non rudest way possible. I don't really know how to explain it. It's just every hockey guy, even I talked to it about it, feels kind of the same way. Hmm. So that so like, well, yeah, they are giant. Humans, they, I mean, yeah. generally they're all like six six and stuff. I mean, Rondo, Rondo's you're six two, right, or six one? Six one, yeah. And Rondo, I think Rondo is also six one, or maybe six yeah, two I at mean, the most. I mean, yeah, I know. Actually, I saw a picture of us the other day, and you know, we're pretty much pretty close to the same height. Hey, um, you mentioned um, you know partying after <laughs> for two weeks with Marshawn after you guys won the Stanley Cup. Did you, you get said partying? I said celebrating. I'm sorry. Celebrating. I'm sorry. Celebrating. Celebrating involves many things: uh, dinners and high fives, and the family. And maybe one comp- one component might be champagne popping. A little bit, yeah. A little sure. bit, yeah. Hey, uh, did you get to go to the White House to meet the president? Yeah. So okay, because I know that, like, you know, when when your time was a was up to go to go when it was your time to go to the president to the White House, you guys were still in the lockout, right? No, 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 no. We were the year before that. Oh, my bad. Right. Buddy, your research is terrible. You're right. It is a D. It's a D. It's so, terrible. Hey, uh, so, like, walk me through what happens when you arrive, like, you're on the bus and you arrive at the White House. Well, to be honest, the whole talk at that point was Tim Thomas not, not there. We were all wondering what was going on and, you know, why wasn't he there and blah, 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 blah. And, um, but then, obviously, yeah, when we got there, it was, Pretty cool. There's a lot of a lot of security, um, and then we got to shake uh, the president's hand. He didn't make eye contact with me, but he definitely had a strong grip. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we kind of stood up there uh, and I guess took some pictures of it. So wait, okay, but when you get, okay, once you get off the bus, like, are you are you in the back of the White House? Do you go through the front gate? Like, front how? Gate, yeah, no, right, right through the front gate. Um, obviously, I'm Canadian, so I wasn't, you know overly wound amazed like the Americans were, but uh, definitely looks pretty cool. Did you have to bring your passport? Good question. I don't remember. I think so. Did you guys get searched? Uh, yes. You like, like you have to walk through like a metal detector or like a actual body, like a, like both, a, both. It was like, it was right to the metal detector. And then even if it didn't be, you get completely searched. Now, when you, did you guys have lunch, like a meal there before you met the president? Um, 
I think the, I think there was uh, there's food getting handed out, and we got a little tour. Um, and it was a couple years ago. It's hard to remember, but yeah, there's definitely food there. Were you allowed to take photos? E, um, like with yeah, your with your so. phone, like as you're walking around, like taking photos of the pictures on the wall or what the certain hallway looks like. Or yeah, certain... yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, we got to, uh, we got to take photos of all that. But there was also a guy there that uh, was taking photos for us and then emailed it all to us. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's cool. Now, when you got a tour of the White House, did you get to go to the West Wing, the famous West Wing? Of course not. <laughs> did you or you just can't say that you did? Did you get to Because uh, I'm not going to get an honest answer out of you Like I can't say like Obviously do you get to go into the Oval Office Like okay here's the question When you met uh, Prime, uh, President Obama w- Like what room was it in the White House? Um, Are you allowed to say that? I can't even remember. Um, I know we had a, it was just in like where he does all his press conferences. Um, there was just a big stand and everything set up and all the media was there. And then he came out, shook his hands and walked us in. That was it. So how long was he in the room with your team? You know, as he's, as he's shaking hands, like, cause you guys meet him before you go on that stage and he has a few comments. He cracks a few jokes. You guys meet him in a separate room, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we meet him, but it's basically just like a, and hi, you know, he goes through the whole line and shakes everyone's hand, and um, I think he's kind of looking at Big Z the whole time. Not really any of us, <laughs> blown away how big he was. I think. Yeah, because he's like uh, he's like basketball tall. Oh, he's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So he just shook her hand, and then we followed him in, and then he, uh, I think he made fun of Marshy and cracked a couple jokes, and that was it. Oh, that's cool. Were there any? Did you see any cute girls at the White House? No, none. There was. A, they're, they're probably in the West Wing. <laughs> or in another, or wherever they keep the interns. Yeah, exactly. I got to go to the White House this year um, as the Chicago Blackhawks met Prime Minister. Or sorry, I can't believe I keep saying Prime Minister because I'm Canadian. I, exactly. Prime Minister just comes out of my mouth, but President Obama. And for us, we there's a there's a gate and. We go through the gate. We have to bring our passports. They scan our passports. And then you're, I know for sure I'm in the system forever. Because that dude was punching in my passport number. And I don't know what came up on the screen, but I was allowed to go in. But now I'm forever in the system. So then we go through. There's a metal detector. You do get a pat down. And we first, they, they lead the media to this, like, press room where we hang out for a couple of hours. And then we get to go into the White House. And we got to go through the front door. Did you go through the front door of the White House? Yes. Yeah, right through the front door. And it's weird. It's like it's just a gla- it's just like a double door of like it's like a glass door with like I don't like interplanetary grade glass because yeah. like no- nothing's getting through that glass. No, I mean it's so everything's beyond bulletproof. And yeah, and it was like, and the tint it wasn't a tint that I'd ever seen before. It was kind of like a greenish yellow tint. That's how I knew I'm like, wow, this is like, this is some yeah. serious uh, glass. And when we went through the front door, then in the foyer, it's like red. There was a band playing, and the band was dressed like Canadian Mounties. It was weird. I was like, oh, this, is this because like half of the guys on the Blackhawks are Canadian? I didn't really understand it. It was warm inside. You see the crest of the President of the United States like straight ahead. And then we go into that big yellow room where it's like the huge chandeliers and the yellow drapes. And that's oh, yeah, where... I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the room that you guys would have uh, yeah. entered and then, you know, stood on the stage and the President would have made his comments. So, so how, like... How long do you think you were in the White House for, like, as far as duration goes? Um, 
me at least a solid two or three hours. Two or three hours. Yeah, at least. Did you um, like, did you touch anything when you were in there? I was way too scared too because I didn't know what. I don't know if anything was going to happen or a net was going to fall on me. <laughs> I didn't want to touch anything. Now that you're in Dallas. How does one meet uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Tyler? Um, actually, I met probably half of them my second night here. It was just I got kind of lucky bounce. So, yeah, um, I right at the trade came down here, and um, I can't remember who who took me on. It been Trevor Daly um, took me on. Showed me around town. Went to a few places. Um, met up with some of Derek Roy's old buddies that I already knew, and then it happened to be some of the uh, Cowboys cheerleaders were there. So I got to introduce myself. <laughs> now, when you, uh, I asked this this question uh, a few months ago to Nazem Kadri, who's probably your age, um, and I said, when you when you meet women, um, after how many minutes does it come up, like what you do for a living? Is it like one minute into a conversation? Is it like two or three minutes in, or is it like five minutes into the conversation? Does it come up, like either you ask them? You know, how do you make a living, or what do you do, or they ask you? It's it's see it's, it's different in Dallas compared to like for instance back home. You know, back home in Toronto, I try to stay away from it just to see you know like if I have my own personal game and it's not about what what I do. So it lasts you know at least five minutes. But here in Dallas, the women ask you probably within forty five seconds, I'd say. So do you tell them? Do you tell them I play hockey, or do you tell them I'm a professional athlete? I just say I'm an athlete, and then they say, oh, "So where do you go to school?" And I say, oh, "I don't go to school." And then they say, oh, "What type of sport do you play?" And I say, "Hockey." And sometimes they're like, "Oh, because they don't know what hockey is." <laughs> and the they're like, "Oh, for who?" And I see the stars, and then automatically you can kind of see their eyes just put money bag signs. <laughs> <laughs> they actually. The, the, next, the next thing is, okay, you want to buy me a drink? And I'm kind of. So then, so they, <laughs> when the money bags, like the money, money bag symbol, like flashes in their eyes, and and I think, do you, have you actually heard like a girl say ching ching, like they just under her <laughs> breath? No, not really. But you see the eyebrows kind of raise up a little bit, and then uh, yeah. So but, when, I mean, you, to be honest, you gotta be, you gotta be really careful. I mean, whether it's back home or, you know, even here in Dallas. I mean, Dallas definitely. Um, because there's so much oil money that you see the you see the weird couples. If you go out to a fancy restaurant, you see the uh, older, overweight gentlemen that probably have great personalities with uh, younger, gorgeous-looking women, and you're kind of just confused. But then you kind of figure out why. Uh huh. So that... I, I, the only reason I'm saying all this is because I know not many people, especially women in Dallas, care or listen to hockey. So I don't. They're not going to be listening to this right now. Right, but I like it that you keep it real, though. Like you're just. This is like this is actually how it is. Like in, yeah. you know, I've we we've all seen these like old dudes with like these absolute rocket, you know, <laughs> girlfriends that are like, you know, a dude might be like 59 and his girlfriend, quote unquote, girlfriend is like 26. And you're like, yeah, yeah we... it's, just, it's just a lot more than usual that you see here. Really? You go to like, yeah. I mean, my first dinner, uh, right after I got treated, I went to a place called Nick and Sam's restaurant here. It's a nice steakhouse. Um, and right away, I was like, my eyes were wide open. My jaw, jaw was dropped when I walk in, and I'm like, oh my god, there's, there's two, there's so many beautiful women here. And then I look over, and I'm like, well, who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh uh, if on a percentage basis, how much of an upgrade aesthetically is Dallas over Boston as far as the women are concerned? Um, I, I mean, it, 
I don't want to be rude to the Boston women because I have a lot of friends that are still there. It's at least 70%. It's it's honestly, it's not really comparable. But give me a percentage. I've been to both towns, and I'm saying conservatively it is 70% better in that. I'll I'll say say it's at least 80. 80. I've I've lived here a little bit longer than I think that than you were when you visited. <laughs> and I know like I know like the the restaurants and places to go. It's just it's 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 awesome, dude. The the uh, yeah, I can imagine the. I think I've been to Dallas three times, and I stayed at the W every time. And uh, the W was. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's still like a a, a decent spot, but at the oh, time yeah. when it's, I it's around the block from where I am right now, where I live. Oh, sick. You're, that's oh, so you're right by the rink. You could literally walk to the rink. Well, I mean, the thing in the thing in Dallas is like so the downtown area. I've literally been there one time in a few months that I lived here. Like nothing goes on there, and then the place called Uptown, which is where I live, which is where like all the next restaurants are and everything like that. That's like where where the W is, and that's kind of where everything happens. Do, have you been to that uh, hotel? Is it called Zaza? I, um, what is no, it? It's, I haven't been. Oh man, there was a hotel. I went once to the restaurant at the hotel. And I walked in, and there were, like, groups of women, just, like, six, eight, four, ten. And there were no dudes in there. I'm like, where are the dudes? It was just these groups of women. And, of course, I'm creeping because I'm a creep, so I'm just, like, looking for rings. I'm like, oh, this one a ring? No, this one, this one. And then I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to like smooth my way into a group. Like, hey, I'm the funny friend guy from Canada. Hey. You know, and that's, like, <laughs> that's the game that I play. Uh, it didn't work out so well, but it's, it was still nice to be among some uh, very attractive women in uh, Dallas. And I'm just wondering if you've been to this place. I don't think it's, maybe I'm not saying it right, but I, th- I thought it was, it was something eccentric like that, like Hotel Zaza or something like that. Yeah, no, I haven't really been to any actual hotels, so I'm not sure. Um, so these uh, Dallas cheerleader ladies that you met, are you, <laughs> are you friends with any of them? Um, yeah, two actually I'm friends with, but uh, there's actually only one girl on the team that's single. Um, everyone else says, Pretty much engaged or serious boyfriend. Are you kidding? Weird. No, but that the one single girl has actually been seeing uh, Jamie Ben, so it's kind of funny because oh. I mean, she's she's been around uh, around us for a little while, for a while now. So that it actually kind of sucks. Like you meet them, like hey, this wow, these like these iconic cheerleaders, like the Dallas but Cowboys. They're really not. No, but they're really not. I mean, what do you like, mean? I, I thought they'd be so, as you say, iconic, but it's like, I mean, there's there's better looking girls out there for sure. So they're just like, are are they all super short? Or are they are did they? I mean, on TV they look like they're like six one, like just yeah, these thoroughbreds. There's, there's honestly like that you you build them up for for to, to be like goddesses. You know what I mean? Like even even I was coming here and I'm like, oh, I wonder if we meet any Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Um, but I mean, they're they're normal girls, and uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some like good lucky, but obviously uh, they're all taken. So if you're on the okay. So you're on the road, obviously, like half of the calendar, and you said you don't really get to get downtown that much. You like you go out uptown, you eat, you know, a steakhouse or whatever. Where do like, like where are the spots there? Like every city has like their spots. They have like there's like a little Tuesday night spot. You know, there's a little, you know, there's like a Sunday night spot. Have you know? Do you know what those spots are now? Well, I mean, we can text about that later, but sure, uh, sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, are, there, are, uh, apparently, there are some rumors in Boston, so you know, I've been just 
going out to a lot of dinners and right to home, right to bed. Right. <laughs> just with a little with a little chamomile tea, your blanket. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I go outside and check around my door just to see if there's any security guards waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the uh, your beanbag chair with your dog. Yeah, which what? is a massive hit for anyone that comes here. What's your, with the dog or the beanbag chair? <laughs> I guess it's a tie between both, but. No, my beanbag chair is like, I literally, I'm only on this thing. I'll sleep on this thing for four hours. I've slept here over, like, during the, instead of my bed a few times. But it's it's like a brown that's the same color as my dog. So sometimes I actually catch myself, too. I'll walk in looking for my dog, and he'll be asleep on the beanbag. I can't even see him. He's just camouflaged in it. Dude, how big is your freaking beanbag chair? It's massive. Like, it's, it's, it's like a beanbag couch. Like Where did you get dog, it? My my dog's like, I was actually Derek Roy's. I bought it off when it was here because this is his old place. Oh, okay. So you're like, hey, man, I'm just, I'm just going to hold on to this. He's you like, all right. He, he kind of just said, okay, this is all stuff I was going to get rid of. And like, there's like a movie screen and everything. And I was like, yeah, sure. There's actually, there's a, this big deer head on my wall. What? That my dog, I swear to God, I actually posted a selfie Instagram picture of it. Yeah, a selfie with me in it. Just showing that I was more Texan. And then <laughs> dog, my dog always looks at it like... I'll take it off the wall and chase him around, and he'll be, like, crying and so scared of it. <laughs> and he'll be, like, he'll be hanging out with me right now, like, just looking at me or whatever, and, I don't know, trying to talk to me, I guess. And he'll keep looking up at the deer, like, making sure it's still, like, hanging out up there, like, always moving up with his eyes to see where the deer head is. <laughs> In the dog's mind, he's like, yo, that's, like, it. imagine your dog got high one day. He would, oh, my gosh, like, he... <laughs> Your dog would just be like if he ate like something he wasn't supposed to, and it just had a bad chemical reaction. Your dog would might like he would he would think he's like he'd be curled up in a corner crying. Oh, 100 percent. He's so terrified of it. What's your dog's name? Marshall. Marshall. That's a great name. What kind of dog do you have? Chocolate lab. A chocolate. Oh, so that's a big. Wait, does your place smell like dog? Because that's a big dog. They have like a smell, don't they? No. Well, I'm on the road so much, and uh, I have this this lady that comes and picks up my dog and brings him to a kennel. And um, when he's at the kennel, he gets like shampooed and pampered. So he's oh, nice. Smell, he's always smelling like Fruitopia whenever he's walking. <laughs> smelling like uh, strawberry passion Fruitopia. Exactly. Hey, I was watching this. Uh, Okay, so you're in Dallas, so you're like obviously like the Cowboys. They're like the big dogs. Like it's a oh, yeah. it's America's team. Um, and the thing about NFL films gives us like great action. Sorry, great access into the action of these gladiators. And like usually, you know, when we see it, it's like it's filtered. You know, they you know they, but we you know we get context to like pivotal moments in games and a, and a certain perspective of the game that we wouldn't see as just watching on our couches or being actually at the stadium. You know, there'd be like. You know, coach uh, instructing his linemen or, a, you know, a, a linebacker telling, you know, in the game he'll be telling offensive linemen that he isn't going to stop them. And, like, sometimes a guy, like, blows a gasket. Like, he just goes ballistic. Like, we, what we saw with uh, Des Bryant a few weeks ago. Even, but, you know, it looked like he was uh, upset and angry with Tony Romo. But, in fact, he was, like, building him up. He's like, we're the Cowboys. You know, he was, he was saying positive words. What's the closest that you've come to an explosion with one of your teammates? In I'm going to say in Boston. In Boston? Yeah. Because I am... Um... You know, once you score four goals with a team in Dallas, like you're you're like the golden boy. No one's trying to, no one's uh, no one's got any issue with you. Um, I guess probably Sean Thornton. I think he was uh, he was probably the hardest vet on me, and we kind of went on a few times. But he's like, 
he's kind of like the guy that would be like the first guy to chirp you and then also be like the first guy to bail you out of jail kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, he, uh, <laughs> like literally bail you out of jail no, or out of coaches, the coaches, like the, the doghouse jail. I'm, no, I'm just saying like, yeah, he, no, he'd be the guy. He's like the first one to help you, but also the first one to chirp you. So like, you know, when you go out to Boston, when you go out to dinner or anything like that, it's in the paper the next day and this thing called the inside track. So you were the first guy on Jessica yelling at me saying, why are you going over here? Blah, blah, blah. So we'd, we'd, we'd bump heads a little bit, but, uh, you know, we came out pretty good friends. Was it ever in a game like we see in NFL films? Or was it like a um, practice? I mean, I can't, I can't remember uh, a real big time in a game. I know there was one time in, uh, in practice where uh, I was actually battling with Big Z. Um, we were just doing a battle or whatever. And then I kind of like, he, he kind of took the puff from me. And I kind of like poked the back of his legs and he almost fell. And then he came at me like, literally looked like the Terminator. And I was terrified for my life. You're like talking this, about Chara like, did? Chara, yeah. It was, oh like the it was like the slowest five seconds of my life. He came up, <laughs> coming towards me, wound up his stick, and I kind of moved out of the way, and he dummied my stick and broke it in three pieces. Three oh! Pieces. Like, broke it right in the shaft, and then right where my hand was holding the stick, that broke off, too. So that was probably, that was probably my second year. I mean, that's just, you know, what happens when you, you're competing in, in practice and battle drills, but... Yeah, that was probably the scariest moment I've had with uh, a Bruin team. Wow, that's 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 awesome. I mean, that's scary as hell, but that's that's kind of awesome that you no, guys I'll, get. I'll honestly, I'll honestly, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. I mean, we were like right after we made up or whatever, but I'll remember that. It was terrifying. <laughs> All because you poked the, the you poked the puck away, like you were doing your job and you won the no, battle. No, 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 I didn't poke the puck. I kind of poked the back of his skate, and it was kind of a dirty oh, play. Like, oh, oh, kind of like. Because you took the puck off me, and I was pissed off because we were battling for a little bit, and then I kind of poked back his skate, hoping he would fall. He would fall, but obviously he's not gonna, not gonna timber with a little poke from me and being a little guy. But he came at me pretty hard. Have you ever experienced fear in a game, like someone either barreling down on you or like you know tempers are about to explode, and you're like, oh man, this is, <laughs> th- um, this ain't gonna be good. I mean, the thing in Boston is I I knew I never really had a fight or anything like that, just because we'd have our. We'd have our tough guys, and then we'd have our absolute mutants that we could go to when we need to. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's times in games where you know you're about to get killed and you got you got to make a play. So, I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're you know, terrified. You know, there's just points where you're caught in vulnerable position, so you're like, well, I hope I don't get hurt right now. You know what's coming. Um, there's actually there was a play the other night when I was in Edmonton where I was coming across the ice in the power play and got a pass, and there was a soft pass ahead of me, and I knew there was, I knew there was a guy last second coming to deck me, so I kind of did was try to put it back to the side and took the hit, and I actually thought I crushed my first play. Did, did you take the hit, or did you avoid the hit? I tried to avoid the hit, but then I got smoked, yeah. But you got smoked. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's very honest of you. Where, um, Which one of the four pucks from your four-goal game did you keep? Or do you have? Uh, I just... I kept the last one in the game, the the game puck, and then uh, I I just kind of wrote something on my stick and uh, put it away, and uh, I'll get it to practice probably tomorrow. Actually, will the give it, um, give it to my mom? So I want that. Oh, nice, nice. Out in uh, Bram- no, Brampton or Markham? Brampton. 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 Um, will the uh, will you mount it, or will the team do something and they'll like put your like a photo of the game and like a plaque? Like, how, how does that work when you? When you have these uh, trophies, if you will. Well, I think everything's different. I know in Boston they always did that stuff. Like, our, like even for I'm actually looking at it right now. There's like a big poster of my um, first All Star game where they have like a jersey, the stick I used, um, and then a picture of me playing. I don't know if Dallas does that, but you know if they don't, uh, I'll probably get one of my family members to do that. 
Oh, very that's cool. Stuff, that, stuff, that stuff's cool just down the line. You know, you can have it, uh, you know, my plan is to have it, like, up at my cottage, you know, in, you know, 10 years from now or something like that. That's awesome. That's, it's crazy that you're 21 you've already played in two cup finals. Like, it's, it's awesome, dude. That's, that's amazing. One more thing before I get you out of here. Um, because of your age and because, like, when you were in Boston, like, you were friggin' in a fishbowl. Like, everybody was just looking at you. Um, and, um, and someone who's experiencing that but on a bigger scale is Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M. Super popular. You know, he, he lives the life that anyone at 20 would want to live. Um, mm-hmm. And you know he just like he's just like hey I'm 20, like leave me. Did could you ever, even at the height of all the scrutiny that you were under, could you ever use that as a defense? Like I'm just a 20 year old dude. I'm just a friggin' like I know I'm an adult, but like can you yeah. can you cut me some slack? Like I am just 20 or I am just 21. I mean I've seen people say that uh, defending me, and I um, do that to defend you personally. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I don't like doing that. I don't like saying that. Okay. Because, you know, I, I did pick... Hey, stop, hold on. Marshall, stop it. Stop. Sorry. Um, I personally wouldn't, um, you know, go out there and say, you know, I'm 21, call me a break, because I did choose this lifestyle. I did choose this profession. I think it's just about, you know, the rights and the wrongs and, you know, learning from mistakes. And obviously, I'm going to make them as well, everyone. But, you know, I, I didn't really throw that... Uh, so that out there, ever answer questions or, you know, face the media and say, hey, I'm just 21, cut me a break. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I am, I guess I am pretty young still. Um, I think I live a little bit more of a older lifestyle and I think I just uh, keep working to perfect that. Well, you, you are, you like, you're absolutely, you have to be an adult because of your your visibility, uh, your job. I mean, certainly, and, you know, you, the the amount of intense training that you do, like it's very regimented and you guys are, you know, you have like 12, 15, some, some freaks get 18 years at your profession. And then, you know, you move on to the next thing. But I, I, you know, in your defense, I would, you know, I'm a lot older than you, so I have a little bit more perspective. And when people, I don't even know know how old you are. Is that bad? No, it's not. Well, we're, uh, I've known you for a couple of years. You're never pretty open about that. <laughs> it's normally because I'm chasing your girls, so it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't admit my age, <laughs> <laughs> or or the ones that just don't make the cut, and those are the ones that I befriend. Hey, that's like uh, I'm like Funny a Canadian guy. Yes, hey, yeah, the harmless Canadian guy. Hey, what's up? I'm like a Ramora fish. Um, but listen, uh, Tyler, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, always appreciate uh, your honesty and your candor and, and your friendship. So uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. And uh, I got to I gotta come up. I'll, I will come up with a sketch for us, and I'll fly to Dallas, and, uh, and we'll do it. I told, I told Tom, the, uh, the Stars uh, PR guy, I'm like, well, maybe we'll try to do something with the cheerleaders involved or something. Maybe, you know, a group of them, and he's like, sign me up. So maybe if we don't do that, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I'll of figure out. You said that. <laughs> yeah, well, we got we to battle the biggest creeps here. You <laughs> Maybe that's the sketch, and then you're the referee or something. Uh, right, fair enough. But uh, I'll, I'll figure something out, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, buddy. I believe it when I see it. All right, all right, my dude. Be well. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.